This is Dear Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dear Hallmark. My name is Dara and... Yeah, this is my space where I can just nerd and geek out about all made-for-TV romance networks such as Hallmark Channel, Up TV, and now Great American Family. And so this week we are going to be talking about Dating the Delaney's and Groundswell. But before we get into those two movies, I do have some news for for you on the made-for-TV movie front in terms of these networks. The first thing, the biggest thing, since we've last like talked, uh, Great American Family, they are going to be launching the Great American Community app. This app will be launching September 26th. And get this, it's going, when it launches, it'll have in it 15 short form series that will have continuous episodes. So no off seasons. And this is from Variety. So it is a trusted source. And you'll have people such as Danica McKellar, Debbie Matinopoulos, Cameron Matheson, Trevor Donovan, Jill Wagner. There are a lot of people who have content on this app. And so they're going to be like lifestyle shows. It's I'm really excited for that. I'm definitely going to download that. Now people have asked, is this going to be an app that will be like... Hallmark Movies Checklist where you can see what movies are coming up you can put a reminder blah 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 and they haven't spoken to that I think they're, they're still um, that'll, that'll probably be like an update in the future or what have you but I'm very excited that you'll have web series or like series specifically on the app I think that's so cool and I'm uh, I'm kind of bummed though, y'all, if I can, you know, this is my space where I can just be honest. I'm, I'm not, I shouldn't say bummed. I, I had to tip my hat off because what it made me think about was, dang, this is something Hallmark could have done <laughs> and Great American Family beat them to, to the punch. So now I'm wondering how is Hallmark going to respond if they're going to respond at all? Are they just going to keep their head to the ground and keep running? Because they are launching Mahogany too, which is like big. It's big. It's big. It's big. So that's another thing. Next with Great American Family, um, they announced that they're going to continue to show summer movies every Saturday up until September 17th. And then they are going to be showing fall movies from September 24th to October 22nd. And then their Christmas lineup called Great American Christmas is going to start on October 28th. So they're starting a week after Hallmark and they are going to be doing 16 movies. So it'll be two movies every weekend as opposed to, um, I believe we got 12 last year. So we're getting four more, which is cool. It's That's cool. Um, the biggest thing, though, and this is breaking news as I'm recording this podcast. Ryan Pavey will not be at ChristmasCon, New Jersey. I just wanted to put that out there. 
Mr. Pavey posted on his Insta stories that he will not be at Christmas Con, New Jersey. A lot of people have been asking whether it was him or the people of Christmas Con. And he will not be attending. So if you are someone who is going to Christmas Con expecting him to be there, um, he isn't. And he made himself clear that he won't be working with those people again. Um, and on that front, Christmas Con announced that the VIP tickets and weekend tickets are completely sold out. So now all that's left are day passes, like for each day. And Saturday and Sunday is 70% sold out right now. So that could be, that could change by the end of the week. Um, going into September, that could really change. Because September is when people start, at least for me, that's when I start getting my Thanksgiving plans together and I start planning, okay, what am I doing for Christmas? And start lining up stuff. So people may sop those tickets right up. But they never sop the Fridays up. That's why they're not bothered by the Friday sales. But in any event, with that, I bought a Saturday and Sunday ticket. So your girl is going to be at Christmas Con, New Jersey. No, I'm not going to have a table. I'm not doing any moderating. I'm not going to be on any panels. I'm there as a fan, just like y'all. I'm going to be in line trying to meet some people take some pictures shake a couple hands with the celebs because there are some people that I want to meet there some of the people that they have already announced that I want to meet include Sir Paul of the writing Campbells Miss Kimberly Sestad Mr. Mark Blucas Mr. Victor Webster Miss Nikki Deloach and Miss Autumn Reeser. Now, I know me naming all those names, you just heard, like, you just felt all the money drain from your pocket. Now, I know I'm going to have to trim down my list, or I could try to save, put my ducats aside, and see, you know, how much I'll be able to get in terms of, so that I can pay for the selfies when I get there. We'll see. But it's also contingent on what Rama Drama is doing because I don't know if you guys tuned in to my one year anniversary live that I did in the beginning of the month, but Gabrielle came on to give me well wishes, which that woman, oh gosh, just saying it, my heart is big and full. She's such a treasure. She is such a treasure. But she exclusively announced um, with me on Instagram live that there is going to be an announcement coming within the next couple of weeks. And so that was August or she did she say few weeks or next couple of weeks. So that was August 9th. So I'm guessing we're going to hear something if not next week, the week after in the beginning of September after Labor Day. I'm curious if Rama Drama is going to be doing something right before Christmas Con or right after Christmas Con if they're going to do another January February Shindigarama, you know? Because when I tell you guys Rama Drama was the movie of a lifetime, like, I, I felt like I was living a movie. It was insane. The amount, like, the way I was able to mix and mingle with my favorite actors was just such a dream. And I'm so grateful to Gabriel and Sarah for their continued dedication and generosity in terms of them giving of themselves to us. How connected they are to us. Like, it's it's insane. It's insane. Um, so I, if y'all if y'all don't know about Rama Drama, get to know about Rama Drama. 
because Roman Shama is everything. <laughs> it is though, it is. So guys, that's all the news that I have for you um, on the network front. What we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick break and then when I come back, we are going to get into our review of Dating the Delaney. So stay tuned. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back, my friends. So we're talking about Dating the Delaney's, which stars Rachel Boston and Paul Campbell. And for those of you who haven't seen Dating the Delaney's yet, it, it, the synopsis says that it follows three generation of Delaney women, a mom, her mother, and um, the mom's daughter. So we have three different age groups, three different perspectives on life. And we're supposed to follow them as they navigate the dating world. And Paul Campbell's character, Michael, he is the father of Rachel Boston's character. I think her name is Maggie. Okay. So Michael is the father of um, Maggie's son's friend. And so that's how her son's on the basketball team. And so is his friend. And so that's how they know each other. And... Guys, re- there's there's a lot going on with this movie in a good way though. So, um it's like Maggie trying to navigate the dating world um with Michael looks like them going on practice dates, her doing um a dating app and all the while she's she has a bakery and she's trying to get on this show called Make It, Bake It, Cake It. All while um, trying to deal with her ex-husband being a bum of a husband because he don't want to spend time with his kids. So all of that's happening. Now, what I loved is Rachel and Paul. Right before this, like a maybe a week or so, I watched The Last Bridesmaid for the first time. And I was blown away. I was blown away. They come with such a natural, organic way of just dealing with each other. And I'm like, are these people even acting? And I saw that again in this movie. And I, I, I could watch them for hours. They are ridiculously charming people to watch. Ridiculously charming. So that was one thing that I loved. Um, I also loved, I liked watching the daughter. Now, mind you, she had a crush on, ugh, this guy was bad news bears. This little dude named Zach, who looked like he could care less about anything and everything in life. And all he cared about was tacos and skateboarding. But then her chemistry lab partner, you could tell that he had puppy dog eyes for her, but she was paying him no mind. She friend zoned him immediately. Um, but 
What was disappointing, though, was that we didn't get to see much of the grandmother. I wanted to see more of the grandmother's side. We saw her a little bit in the beginning, probably the first 15, 20 minutes. And then we get her the last five to seven minutes of the movie, but that's it. And I'm like, well, I want to see mom and Rick on some more dates. I want to see her falling in love because I think it's so important to show that perspective, which is why I I thought we were doing a three generation of women movie. And that was the biggest thing that 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 made me excited was that we were seeing all stages of life. Um, But that wasn't the case. We really only saw two stages with the young daughter and her crush and then Rachel Blossom's character. So. That was something um, that was, yeah, that was unfortunate. But um, I'm looking at my notes here. I, I, with the way that they treated the story, honestly, I would have, because for most of it, Paul's character, Michael, you can tell he's feeling Maggie from, from Jump Street, from front and jump. But she doesn't understand or come to the realization that she may have feelings for him until the last two minutes of the movie which some it that doesn't seem um copacetic or kosher for me but again because it's Rachel and Paul I'm able to sweep some things under the rug because they're charming however what I would have been more intrigued to see is if maybe halfway through Rachel says, oh, you know what? I'm actually feeling Michael. Michael's like, oh, he's feeling, she's feeling me. And then they actually try dating each other. And that could have made for some really humorous moments because Maggie is all types of awkward because this is her first time dating since her being divorced. And I think she said it was like 20, it's been 20 years since she's been dating, like since she's been on a date. So I think it would have been cool from that perspective to see her actually date someone. Can we talk about this? We need a, a worse word for a bum. The dude, what's his name? Steve. He's Gollum. He's just like, uh, he's treacherous. The stuff that came out of this dude's mouth was some of the most reckless trash I've ever heard from a man on Hallmark Channel. He had the nerve to say, oh, well, your kids. Yeah, you have kids. Uh, Like, I have, again, I have never heard a man say more reckless garbage, basura, trash, filth, ugh, than that dude right there. And she had the audacity to go on a second date with the homie. He didn't deserve, he didn't even deserve her eyeballs. Didn't deserve the breath to even hold a conversation. I don't understand why she entertained a second date with that character. That was something that was mind-boggling to me. But on the flip side, in the beginning, when she went, when she goes on probably what's known as the worst blind date in history... Her mom sets her up with her friend's nephew. And dude is stuffing his mouth with Olive Garden's breadsticks. 
probably only going to get the soup and salad because he's cheap and he's on his phone the whole time and she's there and he doesn't look up from his phone once he's probably scrolling on instagram like a troll and he they they the date transpires or whatever we don't see that it's kind of a jump cut to the end he has to go to the bathroom and this was it the mother i'm sorry the waiter comes over and he's like get out while you can we every last person in this restaurant can see that this date is 50 shades of hades and we need you to get out get out of it get out while you can't just say we'll say he said do you have kids perfect we'll say that you had an emergency boom and so they covered for her it was so cute that was one of my favorite scenes another one of my favorite scenes was when um Maggie and her co-worker slash best friend, they come back from like a night out at a bar. And I forget if Maggie calls Michael or if Michael calls Maggie. But in any event, they are FaceTiming each other. Him through his laptop, her through her phone. She's like, dang, I'm hungry. I could go for some egg rolls or wontons or something or whatever. Well, he was like, you know what? Let me distract you from your hunger. Get on your laptop. Um, FaceTime me or whatever. And let's do something. And so she's like, okay. <laughs> I got it. And so she gets on her laptop. And then they begin to play this game where I guess it's like photo roulette. Um, where someone asks the other person a question. Like, show me a photo of, did you take a photo of a flower? Or your favorite family photo or whatever. And so I, I actually think that's a good date. Like, activity i think it's a really cool date activity um but this, here's the sweet part you guys here's where all the cotton candy just kind of like was getting spun in the in the in the cheese factory of my stomach i know i'm mixing my metaphors but still okay so they're about to end the the call or whatever and she gets an uh a, a, the doorbell rings she's like oh my gosh who could that be and he's like well i see you have to go and he's like and maggie Bon appetit. I said, oh, no, he didn't. <laughs> I feel it even now. My cheeks are red. I know you can't tell me because you're listening. But, like, oh, my gosh, I'm blushing mad hard. Because I think that is this. When I tell you food is my love language, can I get an amen? No? Okay. I'm just saying food is my love language. So, if you order me food and you send me. But, like, he sent her the food that she wanted. And that's her favorite place. Like, she goes to the door, opens it, finds the, the delivery of food. I said, <laughs> get down on your knees and propose to me right now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I'm saying, if a homie wants to buy me some Chick-fil-A, and he just, in random conversation, finds out my favorite order from Chick-fil-A, and gets that for me, <laughs> I do. It's like, no. <laughs> Let me stop. It's not that deep. But I think that that speaks to me. Am I bugging? Is there anyone else out there? Can you leave me a voice message? There's a link in the show notes that will take you to a page where you're able to leave 60 seconds worth of your thoughts. I can receive it. It's like voicemail. And then I can play it on here on the podcast. Is there anyone out there who feels like I do when it comes to food? Like, like you know how some people dig movie watching? I dig restaurant hopping. Like, I'm a foodie. I'm a discriminatory foodie, but I'm a foodie nonetheless. So, 
you speak in my language when you speak food. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Because that was my favorite scene. But <laughs> in any event, I'm going to sum all of this up by saying I think this movie is a solid three crowns. I gave it three and a half in my YouTube review. I think I was just still feeling the butterflies in my stomach. But after I let them settle down, have their sugar water, chill out, you know, talk to Kevin McGarry and Kayla Wallace from Feeling Butterflies or whatever, I said, honestly, I think it's three. I think there was a lot of missed opportunities and a lot of things in the synopsis that really didn't deliver. Um, again, with the grandmother aspect, I think the make it, bake it, cake it, plot line didn't need to be oh and can we talk about the lack of fall and i'm doing my voice like this deliberately can we talk about the lack of fall they had this is this is what hallmark did they said because <laughs> do you remember when i told you guys that they in their et article that came out eons ago whenever and by eons i mean weeks they said oh yes our fall into love lineup is all of these feel good summer movies I'm like skirt skirt something ain't right in the water we finally you want to know how they give us our fall the dessert that she makes for make it bake it cake it as her and her compatriot her best friend her business partner her co-worker she's like what should I make oh I feel like we should do something fall I wonder why because you, we haven't gotten fall for the, the other two weeks so of course you want to do fall. Fall ain't got nothing to do with this movie with the dessert you're making. Oh, should we do pumpkin scum? Should we do a maple butter or something? Oh no, let's do like a pecan maple something something. And so they make a pecan thing that probably only gets 20 seconds of airtime. And I'm like, that's the most fall we got. For three weeks. We ain't get a leaf. We ain't get a turtleneck. We ain't get a boot. I ain't seen no scarf. I ain't seen nothing that want a peacoat. But we got a pecan something or other. I was like, okay. You know what? Do I accept it? No. Return to sender. I reject your fall. Because this isn't it. I don't feel it. Because it feels like it's being injected in. Because this is fallen to love. It doesn't feel true to the movie. You know what? What's going to be even funnier is how less of fall this game set love movie is going to become this Saturday. That's what's going to be the kicker. The kicker for the wicker chair. Okay. All right. Let me take a breather so that we can talk about Groundswell when we come back from the micro break. All right. <laughs> you guys stay tuned. Welcome back, friends. Groundswell. It was inspired by a book written by Katie Lee Beagle of the same name, who is a Food Network star. She's a cookbook author, mom, wife, in the lifestyle food space. And she wrote her first novel way back when, and it's now, have, it's now been adapted to a Hallmark movie. More importantly, a Hallmark movies and mysteries movie. And this movie stars Lacey Chabert and Hector Rivera. Hector Rivera is from Sugar Plum Twist, which was the Hallmark Movies Now Christmas movie premiere that eventually came to the Hallmark Channel. Um, channel. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. So, the premise of Groundswell. Lacey's character, Emma, she's a chef. So, uh, listen. We're already speaking my language. We got food. Yeah. And then she has this Gordon Ramsay wannabe from Australia. Bum of an egotistical um, boyfriend. Who blocks her shine when a food critic raves about the dishes that have been prepared. And he makes it as if it was his. And she's just like, what are we doing? Like, we're dating, but you don't want people to know that we're dating. I'm your cook, but you don't want people to know that I cooked the food. What, what is going on? You know what? You've, you've made the decision for me. I'm out. She packs up a bag, quit her job dumps him like trash like it's trash day and chills with her aunt june in hawaii now i forget exactly which island we're on in hawaii but to any event we're in hawaii and can we talk about aunt june can we talk about how aunt june was living her skin was glowing her dresses were flowing and this woman owns a rum company i thought that that was incredibly unique because we've seen so much wine and vineyard that we don't hear people talking about other types of alcohol like i don't correct me if i'm wrong but i haven't seen them do like a brewery or a distillery of any kind now we get a, a rum chick a rum rum so i thought that that was cool in the gang but She's out like now trying to discover who she is apart from this this fail of a dude. And she's like, you know what? Yeah, I I do want surf lessons. And who's she getting surf lessons from but a dude who doesn't surf anymore for personal reasons that we find out later. His name is Ben. He's a Puerto Rican who lives in Hawaii. And that was, can I just say, I loved that perspective. And I loved the, like hearing about the history because I had no clue, no clue of the Puerto Rican influence in Hawaii. I had no idea that that was, I was like, yo, that makes me want to go to Hawaii and specifically go to the Puerto Rican neighborhood or hoods. Like with, like in, I wonder if it's like a little Haiti or little Havana, like in Miami, if there's like a, a Puerto Rican area like that in in the on the island of Hawaii that they were on. Um, I think that's so dope. I think that's so dope. And kudos to Hallmark for that. I, I loved that aspect. Now, I'm curious if Ben was Puerto Rican in the novel. That will be something to uh, think about. Would y'all want to read this for book club? Let me know. Send me a voice message. Holla at me on Instagram. I'm sorry. But in any event, um, Lacey and Actors chemistry was perfectly matched in that no one was more fiery than the other in terms of like romantic tension. I felt like they were in sync with one another chemistry wise. And it was beautiful to watch. I could tell that they really got along behind the scenes because I felt like they trusted each other. And I loved how the characters learned to get out of their comfort zone and embrace who they really are and what they really want to do with their life be. And I loved that message. And I loved how that message was wrapped in the metaphor of surfing. While I'm not one who surfs or has a desire to surf, I do enjoy watching people do it because I think it is something phenomenal. I, en- I enjoyed the metaphors of that, of surrendering to the water, of not of going against. Don't I forget if it was going against the current or with the current or going against the current or something like that. 
And I loved how when her ex-bum of a boyfriend comes and she's like, can I talk to you? She's like, no, like, this is a bad time. Do you see who I'm with right now with him? Do you see how much better looking he is than you? Do you see how much better of a human he is than you right now? Like, can you leave me alone? I don't think she was thinking all of that, but that's just the Dara adaptation of that movie. Um, and on top of that, we have Ben's brother, Frankie. And Emma, who's Lacey Chabert's character, they develop a relationship because he's a chef there. He's participating in a food competition, but his partner gets injured. And so, um, I was going to say Lacey, Emma ends up being his partner and they're participating in this food competition. And they have these beautiful blue crisp chef's coats. It reminds me of on Chopped when they were doing the Beat Bobby Flay edition. That's what it reminded me of because they gave the chopped contestants these beautiful bright blue chef's coats. It just looked really delicious. And the food they were cooking were equally delicious. Hello. You guys, this movie was a comfort movie for me. And not just because it it included food. (laughs) I felt like the pace of this movie, the film quality, the cinematography... The subject matter, everything about this movie spoke comfort to me. And it wasn't too dramatic as to where I couldn't watch it again, like Heart of the Matter. But it wasn't too fluffy as to where I can't, you know, I'm I'm on my pogo stick doing the happy, happy joy joys. You know what I mean? This is the perfect 11 a.m., you sitting in your silk robe with your slippers, eating the best brunch that you cooked on your stove with your pan and your Crisco with your wine glass filled of orange juice. Or if you wanted an extra kick, you can make it a mimosa. And it's 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 like the air conditioning is kicking just right. And you're just in your happy place and you're watching this movie. That's what this movie gave me. It gave me comfort. I really enjoyed this movie. I really did. I'm giving this movie four crowns. I really want to read the novel. Um, And I, again, I appreciate the messages, the lessons, Hector's performance. I even love the character depth that we got. I felt like the characters had a full story. Opposite of Always Amore, I felt like there was so much more I wanted to learn about Ben. I felt like we didn't get enough of Ben. But I felt like with this one, each character, I felt like they were completely fleshed out. I definitely do. Like, there's not anything more I want to add. I'm just curious, which is why I'm even more curious to read the book. Because I want to see, okay, what is the depth that we're missing? You know? Like, what else, what other layers did Hallmark not include in the movie? Y'all, that might be our book club pick for the spring. Because we already have our autumn book club pick. Which, I don't know if I announced it here on the podcast yet. But we are going to be reading Autumn in the Vineyard. And I'm excited about that. I think I did announce this. Probably in the one of the long episodes. But, yes. Um... Oh, can we talk about the eyes that uh, Emma and, uh, what's his name, Ben? Ooh, when they were feeling each other, my gosh, Ben was taking chances. He and community chess. Do you hear me? He was taking all of the pieces. (laughs) My goodness. 
this movie was really good. It was done really well. It was done really, really well. Which is crazy because the previews, it gave me more Hallmark Channel vibes than Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. So I, I was giving side eyes to this. Like, what depth is there in this movie? But yeah, they said, sis, I need you to just sit down and, and chill and let us do our job. And I said, fine. All right. My bad. My bad. I'll sit down. I'll sit down. And so I'm sitting down and I'm giving this movie four crowns. And I, Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, man, were canceling 14 Love Letters because that was just an anomaly of a bad movie. They literally have been hitting it out of the park. Every last one of these movies, say for 14 Love Letters, could beat out, I would say, from, I think, the fourth movie on my list down. The top three, I I don't know if they touching that. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna lie. I don't know if they touching that. But from four on down, and we've seen like over 20 Hallmark movies already. Hallmark movies and mysteries movies are blowing them all out of the water. Just get them out of here. Just get them out of here. Which, by the way, my top 10 has drastically changed since we let, since I gave you the halftime highlights. So I look forward to get to telling you guys what my top 10 favorite Hallmark movies are. Um, when we do, we're going to do, we're going to talk about that right before countdown to Christmas. So I'm looking forward to that. But in any event, let me know what you thought about Groundswell. I'm going to take another micro break. And when we come back, I'm going to read some of your comments from YouTube and Instagram about last week's movies, Romance and Style and The Journey Ahead. And then I'm going to give you your weekend watching guide for this week. So stay tuned. Welcome back, friends. I There was something I forgot to mention about Groundswell that I want to make a point to say. I really love the conflict that we saw within herself of how much she doubted herself and second guessed herself because how much her ex-boyfriend got in her head because of his ego. And so now she doubted her. Now she's having to fight through self-doubt because of his behind. And I just appreciated that struggle because it's I mean, how much do we get in our own head because of stuff that we've heard other people say, whether boyfriend, whether comments on on the gram or Facebook or mother, sister, best friend, who, 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 whoever, like how much has that contributed to self-doubt and second guessing ourselves? Like that was such a relatable plot point or character trait or flaw, maybe flaw. That was such a relatable character flaw for Emma. And I appreciated that. I appreciated that. I just wanted to say that. So let's get into you guys' thoughts on uh, romance and style and the journey ahead. So let's get into romance and style first. And for romance and style, I'm going to come from Instagram with this. Now, you guys get this. So I'm going to just read the comment because I was like, oh, my gosh. And she said, OMG, Dara, (laughs) I played Katie and this just made me laugh so hard. I'm so glad you love the movie. Your energy is everything. And she gave me a sunflower emoji and sparkle stars. Y'all, Katie is the best friend to J.C. Elliott's character. Uh, When I tell you she is, she's going down as my um, second favorite 
best friend character of the year third favorite best friend character of all time who's on that list right now is maddie finocchio from the wedding veil just one kiss and welcome to mamas we also got the homie from sweet pecan summer who was west brown's best friend that dude was a trip and i loved every second of it and then we have um katie who she was just i love her i loved her character i thought that was so cool um mimi hig says oh dara you had me in tears on this review also because get out of my head you were so shook on how good this one was i was the same i have so much to say on this movie but in your words i don't have the bandwidth (laughs) you guys should watch my youtube review of romance and style if you haven't because again you get my raw emotions and i was incredibly emotional in the best way i didn't know what to say how to say it when to say it and you you get all of that you get all of that Day Family 10 says, this movie was a delightful surprise. I didn't expect it to be so lovely. I've watched it twice already and will gladly watch again. Uh, Judy K. Hoff says, it's on my PVR to watch. I wasn't too sure if I really wanted to watch, but after reading the comments on here, now I am definitely watching. Hopefully, Judy, if you are listening, I hope you've watched it by now. All right, so let's go to YouTube to talk about the journey ahead. Sandra Witt or White, pardon me if I pronounced that wrong. She says, I like the movie. It's hard to watch these movies again because there's constantly new content for me to watch. I would have had I would have it on in the background. Lastly, I have watched Holly Robinson Pete in all her Christmas and mystery movies. And I liked this movie and last year's Our Christmas Journey the best. Jonathan Garza says, I agree with your take on the movie. I'm glad I watched it, but doubt I would watch it again. 3.5 crowns. Cheryl Comrie says, I highly doubt I would watch this movie again. The premise is basically AARP interacting with a millennial and the issues. <laughs> I'm sorry. And the issues that ensue. I loved her in our Christmas journey. <laughs> She's been in multiple Christmas and Evergreen movies. I don't mind her current movie, but it's kind of hard after watching Ben and Jaycee's movie. Four Crowns is a fair assessment. And then Melba Hickox says, I love the movie. <laughs> So you guys make sure you comment on Instagram or Facebook. I'm sorry, on what's this? YouTube. <laughs> and let me know what you thought about the movies. But let's get into our weekend watching guide, shall we? So on Saturday at 8 p.m., two networks are airing movies at the same time. First is Hallmark Channel with Game Set Love. It's the tennis movie executive produced by Venus Williams. Am I looking forward to it? I don't know. Um, but next, we have Great American Family. They are premiering Love and Bloom, starring Susie Abramite. Susie Abramite was a star in Much Ado About Christmas, which, A, I just reviewed on the Great American Chat. So be sure to check that out. I had such a fun time with my guy Chad over there. I'll put a link in the show notes so you guys can check that out. But number two, um, Great American Love and Bloom was actually supposed to be the spring movie that premiered for Great American Family. 
But I think, I don't know what happened in the crosswires, but, you know, I think the CCB announcement and they, I guess they kind of put that on halt. Then they were from May up until, no, I'm sorry, from April, like March up until now. So that's basically six months, which I understand. They were just like, let's just show all these, um, these old shows. And so they got Full House, they got Fuller House, Bewitched who's the boss and some other stuff. And so they were just, they lit. That's all. That's what they were showing for the past six months up until August 17th or 16th or whatever that weekend was. Um, they started playing movies. And so now we're going to be getting movies every weekend for the end of the year. I'm curious though, how this is going to roll over into winter and you know, Valentine's day, the spring, like, are we going to get into some actual seasonal content? You know what I mean? So now on Sunday, ooh, ooh, my dude is in a new movie on Up TV. Y'all, don't forget about Up TV. I know they just have their legs crossed and just blowing on their fingernails because they just filed them down and they're minding their business, but they they are still out here and they are still doing the daggone thing. And where this dude is in the movie, my eyes will be on it. Don't even know his name, but I need you to watch this movie. It's called Styled with Love at 7 p.m. It's coming on at 7 p.m. on Sunday. Here's the synopsis. Moving from small town Iowa to Chicago, an ambitious personal stylist hires a professional photographer, played by my homie, to help promote her new fashion venture. A partnership which teaches her that when it comes to finding love and success in the city, all you need to do is stay true to the style in your own heart. Ain't they cute? Ain't they cute? They so cute. Next, and certainly not least, on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, Hallmark Channel, and Hallmark Drama, at 9 p.m., your eyes can feast and witness the debut movie from Hallmark Mahogany, Unthinkably Good Things, which comes on at 9 p.m., and it stars Joyful Drake, Erica Ash, Ash, excuse me. Oh my gosh, did I say that? Oh my gosh, did it? Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, did I? Oh my gosh, okay, we're just gonna move on. Karen Pittman, Lance Gross, Jermaine Love, directed by Terry J. Vaughn. Oh, I'm so excited. I have been waiting for this day since they announced that they began filming in February. I have been waiting for six months. Six months. Six months. And the day is finally here. And I could not be more excited. I could not be more thrilled. I I had to... I For a while, I had to get out of the comments because I began to get angry with people. But I've realized now that I've, I feel like I've kept <laughs> my mouth shut too much. And I think people do need to say something. And so your girl got time today. And I've just been responding in the most cordial 
polite way about how momentous this occasion is and how the rich history of Hallmark Mahogany, how them finally branching out into film is such a big deal. And what's even cooler is that I was perusing through Facebook and I saw that Hallmark Channel responded to somebody and they responded to somebody's comments saying, you've never done this for any other movie. Why are you doing this? You're taking away our choice to watch. And someone commented, it's like you think you're getting your... <laughs> Somebody commented, you act like you, you're getting your, your right to vote taken away. Calm down. It's a movie for two hours. You'll be all right. But it didn't even. And Hallmark responded, actually, we did the same thing for Aurora Tea Garden a few years ago. I'm so sorry you missed it. <laughs> So Hallmark's like, you know, they, this isn't new. They're not doing anything new in terms of social media promotion, in terms of television promotion with commercials. They did the same thing for the wedding veil. They do the same thing with their Christmas movies. You see there, they overplay their Christmas movie, um, commercials and nobody talks about oh, I'm so sick of these Christmas movies you don't hear anybody saying that I don't think anybody said oh, I'm so sick of these wedding by all commercials because everybody loves them some Autumn Reeser Lacey, uh, Lacey C and Autumn R okay and these are when I tell you these actors in Unthinkably Good Things have a resume they have a resume like they didn't just pull Joe Richter off the street and was like, yo, we need you in a mahogany movie. No, like these are some some actual players in the game. And that's how I knew Hallmark was serious because they like they did. They, they called on some some true to this actors within the black community. And I said, OK, I'll see you Hallmark, and I'll be there with bells on. And a bag of popcorn by my side because food. So you guys, I hope you tune in. And if you can't, to D- but DVR it. And just just be taken away into a story about friendship. About love. About finding yourself. About Italy. Like, ugh. We're back in Italy. They gave us, we, we took a break. And we were in Hawaii for a little bit. And now we're, we're back in Italy. So that means I'm going to probably be making pasta again because that's what I did for literally for like three months. I was on a pasta kick, experimenting with different types of pasta, different pasta sauces to the point where I was convinced that I was going to be my own Nona and learn how to make pasta from scratch. But I'm about to. That's another episode. OK, well, you guys, that's going to do it for me here at the Dear Hallmark Podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Not only does it help me out, but it helps other people know that there's other Hallmark content out there. And it does a little something to the algorithm as well. I ain't gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. And if you haven't already, check out the YouTube channel. Follow Dear Hallmark on Instagram and Facebook. And with that being said, you guys, I will talk to you in the next episode. Ciao, my friends.